Hey there, welcome to the More Civil Podcast. My name is Mo. I created this podcast as a resource for Blacks, Asians, and those who love them to share stories and processes and build community around important issues. On this show, you get to hear amazing stories from people like you who show us how to get more out of life. The stories featured on this platform are by people whose journey I'm inspired by, and most importantly, people who have been courageous and vulnerable to be open about their life stories. And I hope that in turn, you'll find these stories inspiring. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the Marcible Podcast, and I am excited to bring my friend back on the show. You know her already. For those who don't know her, she is being paid on like, you Americans like to call her Olabimpei, and she's based in Minnesota. I have known her since I was um, probably 17 or 16, there about. And so today we're going to talk about boundaries in friendship and relationships and just, you know, many relational issues. And so without further ado, everyone join me in welcoming Dinkway back to the show. Yay! What do you do, girl? What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's always weird. Just the first few seconds, well, yeah, just that awkwardness of. Just knowing that this is like other people are gonna listen in, I think. I know, I know, because we we talk we talk we talk a lot, you know. Right. That's a lot, and now we have to like be a little bit proper, but it's still a little bit ratchet. (laughs) Ratchet about stuff, yeah. Uh, But you know, it's always a huge honor to bring you back on the show because I always tell people about it, like you know, my friend Bingo is so full of wisdom. She's so full of you know, spunk and, you know, I always, I like that about you. So thanks for coming Aww. back on the show again. My twist, my twist. Oh, you're welcome. Um, I think it's funny because you and I, we've had issues with boundaries and we've had to like redraw property lines and, you know, you know, boundary issues. And I think the opportunity here is for people that are listening is that if you have friends that you really care about, there's no way you guys won't fight. In fact, mm-hmm. the fights you have, you can use that as an opportunity to grow and understand the other person better. And it's one of the things I like about our relationship. Like, even though conflicts are not, I'm not quite good with, you know, confrontation at times. But with you, I know you're one that wants to be understood and you know, clear about stuff. And so that's some of the things I like to infuse in the listeners today. How do you go about resetting property lines? Because boundaries are really property lines so think about a house like you've marked your property and then they come and say they're going to redraw the lines and some people feel like well if i've been doing it this way i can't change how do i go about changing without the person thinking i'm flaky now even if it's if it's your mom because we're going to talk about boundaries and parent with parents with in-laws with you know um friends in romantic relationships boundaries period the bu- now, with your boss with work. your boss and that's so very important so anyways yeah. um I guess let's just start with, you know, just a loose definition of boundaries. So, what does boundaries mean to you? Um, let me see. Anything that encroaches on my peace of mind, that is someone, you know, stepping, you know, stepping over that boundary that I put in place. It's very relative to the person, um, to you, to me. It's relative to me. So, um, so what, what I would consider someone stepping over boundaries in one situation might just oh that's my friend in another situation so it's very relative but boundary yeah. is yeah whatever it is that that you know that's been done to me that is taking away my peace of mind whatever it is that's someone encroaching on my boundaries so that's the right thing well um I don't know if so, that's the dictionary definition of it. no there's no dictionary dictionary i'm not trying to quiz <laughs> you here because that's you know what right. you think about it 
And this book by um, Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend, this is going to be a recommended book, by the way, for anybody listening to this. And the title is literally called Boundaries, When to Say Yes, How to Say No, to Take Control of Your Life. And that book was a huge game changer for me. I read it last year when I was in the throes of one of my boundary crises. And it's really helped me, not just, you know, fixing my life, but how I go about just crashing people's lives and trying to fix issues that none of my concerns. And this book really, really helped me. And I look back now, like, see how much growth that has, you know, um, happened for me. So looking, um, that said, the definition by um, Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend is boundaries are just personal property lines, and that's it. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, and by relationship, it doesn't have to be romantic. It could be, you know, think about like a workplace relationship. Boundaries make whatever relationship really work. Because you need to have your personal space. People think that because you're married to somebody, they need to know every intimate detail about you and all of that kind of stuff. On level, yes, but you also need to be able to draw your healthy boundaries. Like things you feel like, okay, especially when you're bringing in third parties, like when it comes to like in-law issues, like tell my husband, like, there's something there's like certain things I can do and I cannot do. And, you know, we, we talk about that. I mean, he's not always happy when I don't want to engage on some, some, some certain levels, but I have to, you know, think about my peace of mind and not having to hold resentments when I end up doing things I know I don't really want to do. And I, you know, extend that same grace to him as well when it comes to dealing with my family. So boundaries are really, really important lines to like draw. Especially if you want to keep the friendship going. Exactly. Otherwise, it's just been a year, you just want to cut them off like Jigla. Exactly. But if you're in a marriage already, like, there's only so much escape you say you want to do all the time. Girl, that's why the divorce rate is high. (laughs) That's why the divorce rate is high. Because people, instead of trying to, you know, put that boundary in place, they don't know how to do it. And then so, boom. I mean, there are many scenarios to what leads up to a divorce. But I'm just saying, that was going to be funny. They really are. And I know the episode I did with you last year when we talked about, you know, relationships and, you know, that issue with the where I came in and I, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, with that particular guy. And, you know, I'm glad we uh, can laugh about it. <laughs> you are laughing, right? You didn't see me laugh. See, I'm still chuckling in fear. <laughs> so you guys need to go listen to that episode. But what had happened was really, there was this guy that I didn't like the way he was just treating my friend. And I called him out on it without her permission. And of course, you know, pride was hurt and all of that kind of stuff. And uh, Nikwe t- told me a new asshole. Like, she, t- <laughs> she told me a new asshole. And, you know, I mean, we can laugh about it now, but that, in my case, I mean, why my intentions were good, but it was the boundary issue because I don't think I should have done it that way and all of that kind of stuff. So let's just talk about our relationship. Not to you know, focus on that issue, but how do you think we've been able to, if you think we're doing a good job of boundaries, like how can how do you think you've been able to draw boundaries around me that can help the viewer just, you know, be a little bit, I just give them pacific, <laughs> pacific examples. Answers. <laughs> pacific examples. <laughs> so, well, we have this vocabulary where we just chucked it. Like, what we want to say, what's up? We say, what's up? What's up? What's up? And specifically, <laughs> pacific. So, you know, we're just trying to be ratchet. <laughs> All right. So, for me, I think primarily if you look at boundaries from a place of respect, I think it just, it, it simplifies it. But sometimes I think we, we try to make it so ambiguous, like it's so far reaching. No, it's just respect. If, if, you, if you respect someone, there's some things that you just will not do because it then 
stop you from taking that person for granted. It will stop you from, you know, just stepping over boundaries, whether it's said or unsaid, if you respect um, people. So for me, I, I would say first, you need to respect people. And so even in friendships, no matter what the circumstance that brought you guys together as friends, it's 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 unity. Ah. That's another oh, vocabulary. <laughs> uh, yeah, this alcohol. This alcohol. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're horrible people. <laughs> no matter this alcohol, this alcohol that brought you together, you still need to respect people. You yeah. still need, and, 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 and sometimes it's, it's, it's almost like a moving target because it changes. As you guys you know, grow older and you know, life happens. You need to respect people. You just need to respect them in whatever capacity, whatever is required to, to put respect in place, whatever, whatever you deem as respect and whatever your, your friend or your friends have expressed as respect to them, you need to res- put that respect in place because otherwise that friendship is not going to work. I agree with you. And I, if you even think about friendship being that, it's not really binding in the sense that if you're married to somebody or if you were, you know, family, like if someone was like a family member, friendship is like that tie that can, even though it's, it can be easily broken, but then not easily broken, there are really no obligations. Like if you think about it, comparing to like marriage or, you know, um, family, familial, you know, bonds and all that. Oh, so, people have broken familiar bonds. They have. I know, I know, but like yeah. on, on, a, on a hierarchy of, you know, like oh, I see what you mean. cut off from my family, it's going to be a lot more difficult than saying I want to cut off from my friend. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. But I then, agree. but it, it's so very important for you to foster relationships. I mean, we need people, we need friends. We need, so for you, for you to have friends, for you to really want to feel like they have a stake in your relationship, I think respect is one of the things that really, I think helps it grow. And respect can mean, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy saying things like this, but I know being paid won't like that. So I'm not going to do that. Not because I'm trying, I don't want to engage her, but I know she's not going to really fancy that. And it's just knowing, you know, the limitations of it. So I know sometimes when we have like arguments, you realize that, okay, texting is not going to be it for it. I'm going to call you when I can. You know, that's another way to even engage your friends because you know that at the heat of things, when you're texting back and forth, some things can get lost. And it's also understanding what like the communication pattern that, you know the other person thrives more on, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's talk about boundaries in in romantic relationships. And <laughs> that's kind of difficult because they don't stay, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, because what happens in that kind of relation in that kind of setting is mm. see finish. See finish happens, see finish the whole see finish syndrome. Like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, be, yeah. yeah, I know you all, I know your weaknesses, I know your strengths, yeah. I know, mm-hmm. you know see finish, yeah, see yeah, finish. Yeah, so yeah. that's usually the danger that people have to be on the lookout for because yes. <laughs> boundaries are out the window. And I also think that you, I mean, you definitely must have boundaries because if a relationship where as an individual you haven't expressed your boundaries, where you just, you know, everything goes. It's a red flag right there. And then something's going to happen that it's like, well, you didn't say you didn't like it. And, you know, it's just going to go from there. So you need to be able to draw your, your boundaries. And I think one stark, in, one stark example would just be, say you, you're in a relationship with somebody and you've both, you've both decided not to have sex until marriage. And, you know, it's probably giving you some signs and, you know, making you, and then, you know, you know 
you're trying to like, oh my, why am I missing words with this? Basically, like you need to communicate what you want and be very clear about what you can do or what you cannot do in a romantic relationship. And if they right. don't respect it, they don't respect you. It's as simple as that. Right. And so for um, what, what I said earlier about see finish, I said that to say that, you know, that's what happens in intimate relationship. And the longer you've been with someone, the more you're prone to that issue. Yeah. So it's something that you have to revisit as a as a couple. Something you have to be conscious about. Something you have to be intentional about. About you know making sure that like you said, before you go into a relationship, obviously when you're dating, you know topics such as you know what your your pet peeves and things like that will have come up. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that couples should have times when they come together to talk about things that you know are, are still pet peeves. Because sometimes your pet peeves they change over time. It's a, yes. what, what you found, you know, very annoying five years ago because of maturity and because of growth, you find that, oh, it doesn't bother me as much anymore. And so because, and that's the thing, when someone finds that, oh, it doesn't bother her anymore, sometimes they think, you know, other things are fair game too. And so I feel that, you know, pet, pet peeves and things that you find annoying should be revisited and should be talked about, you know. So mm-hmm. uh, not to be petty, but I think it should be talked about often because offense comes and it comes quickly. You know when these things are not said, and like you said, yeah, you talk about them. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. That's true. And um, and then even in a in a relationship with friends, you know, you mm-hmm. can have different kinds of category of boundary issues. So you can have someone that is very compliant, that is match up with someone that is a manipulative controller. You know, and mm-hmm. then the yeah. because man, the manipulative controller is going to keep manipulating you, but the compliant mm-hmm. person feels resentment. At this last minute request, you know, they feel as if their friendship is being taken for granted. And then rather than just confront the issues, we begin to avoid that manipulative friend. Guess what? You cut off that friend, you go to the next relationship, or they see you, you as an issue, and then you become the same problem over and over again, you know. Mm-hmm. So and, it has to be addressed. And exactly. There's also, you know, the compliance with the aggressive controller. That one is even, you know, that one's that, that's that friend that nags you. Well, and then maybe throws you on a on a on a guilt trip like, well, all right, if you insist on your way, you know. And I feel like friendship should be it shouldn't be like you have like seniority over me, you know. You can you can be older than me, but for us to come on that friendship plane, I feel like there should be it like should a, be a, ex, like a leveler. That's it. That's it. You know, yeah. like Bingo is you know older than me, and you know, and I mean I I, I know that, and I'm cognizant of I, I'm cognizant of that, but she's never made me feel like ah. Am I your mate? That kind of thing. Like when I went with, I mean, I respect that. So my age, Winnie. So my age, Winnie. You know. But when we when we talk about things that, like, I feel like when our heart is one, when we're talking about issues, like when I carry her body, when she carries mine, age doesn't really matter because we know it's the factor there, and it's on it's like an underlying thread between our friendship. But it's not something we put on the table all the time. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. Example, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is um, yeah, remember that one friend? Oh, this is recording. You can take it out. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. Now, now with with that friendship, now that we're talking about it, I think for me, and this is the way I explain it away. You know, 
I, I really, I very rarely, you know, interact with this person. And so it's, for me, I'm thinking the interaction is very limited anyway, so I don't have to address it. And it's always, it's not always a, um, what's the word? It's not always the, uh, it's not constant communication with this person, I guess. Yeah. I said that, what I said earlier. But, but even in that instance that I communicate with this person, it's always a burden. It's always burdensome. It's always mm. um, draining. Because, we have like friends you like said, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she comes. At some time, I feel like I've been that kind of friend as well. Uh, yeah, if you say so. <laughs> Maybe not to you, but I, I, can, I can imagine. But of course, it's about perspective. Like, you know, and then you just have right. to adjust yourself around the person. Right. And so for me, I know that with this person, I I kind of see that I have a problem with that because I think for me, the explanation that I always come up with is I I don't have to talk to her all the time. So the few times I talk to her, I compliant friend. You're the compliant friend, which is aggressive on the She Uh is. Oh my gosh, she can be. But no, no. I do know how to draw the line (laughs) when I feel like she's okay. Let's import you. No, I do. I do. Get I, do. So I, I, I put my yeah, exactly. That I just you know, you're no, no, you're not gonna no. You, you that's your opinion, but this is what I'm going to do. She knows it, you know. So, oh. but you just have to know. Uh, so for people who are not as assertive as I can be, I can be very allowing. Like I can allow, I can allow a lot of things, but, but I like. know when. <laughs> but I know when to draw the line. I know yeah. when something becomes you know highly uncomfortable, you know, then I I'll, I'll tell you no. No, we're not doing that. This is what we're going. This is what I'm going. I don't care what you do, but this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. So, um, no, that's yeah. a good and one. That, that's a good one. Yeah. And that leads to that conversation that we talked about recently mm-hmm. about the lady, you know, who seems to be having issues at work. Oh um, yeah, that's another one we can even talk about. So let's talk about boundary issues at work. Now, um, I know last year I reached out to you, Vinky, about something that happened at my job. I'm not going to go into details, but it had turned out somebody has made a, you know, um, a false statement to my boss about me and this was somebody that didn't even like we were communicating and nothing like that came up and then you went behind my back like a little <laughs> like a little rat sorry not little rats you went behind my back and then you made a statement to my boss and well I'm glad I have the kind of boss that I had because they called me I was you know I heard this about you can you just you know and I you know but I felt really betrayed I really felt betrayed and I'm not talking to you and you're like you know I need to be more assertive about work and I realized that I was I had control issues in that I felt like if I was good to everybody and I did my job, everybody was going to be good to me. That's me trying to be controlling right there. But people are going to eat you up like a lollipop on a sunny day. You will need to learn how to be very assertive yeah. in the workplace. What are some of the tips? Especially for that sister, and I'm not going to go into her story, but yes, there were some boundary issues there where she was being, you know, um, taken for granted like too much, even to the, to the extent that her staff had to call her like, you know, you're too nice. Like, I don't like you to talk about you when you're here. How do you, for that kind of person, like, what are yeah. some of the tips you can provide for those that have issues or boundaries in the workplace. Okay, so um, so what a very wise person told me um, when I was having same issues, and again, it's, we live in America, and whether we want to admit or not, I, matter of fact, we're talking about it now, there's racism. Sometimes oh, yeah. it's very subtle, sometimes it's just Over it. right there in your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Mega know, so aggression. It's just, it's just it, yeah. Yeah, and then the minute you, re- you respond to that, Become you know, then angry black, you as an angry, angry black, black woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. right. You know, so, and then because you're trying to avoid having that, you know, tag, then you begin to accept some, some bullshit that you shouldn't really, oh my goodness, at this price. A light radio. Oh, $50. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 bullshit is bullshit. 
That's not correct. If you accept some crap from, from people, crabs that you should not accept in the first place. Now, this is what this very wise person said to me. She said, play at their level. They, are, they like eye service. I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to act out of character. You know, so what you would normally do, be a nice person because you're trying to be a Christian, but this environment that you're in is not going to accept that. So Bible says you should be as wise as a serpent and be as gentle yep. as a dog. That's what you need to do. So you're going to have to play at their level. So the things that you, when you, when you see them, when you know that, uh, let me not speak over. When you see, and you, Thank you're you very to, much. <laughs> when you see, and you're able to tell, because sometimes it's just glare, it's in your face, that this is a game they're playing, you know, and it's all about eye service. You know what? Go to their level, but play it from advantage view. Like, you know what? This is your level, but I'm right up here, playing at your level, but you know, I'm still way up ahead, you know, above all of that, right? So you yeah. need to, you need to, first of all, you need to be assertive. You need to make sure that you're documenting when you are in that, yes. kind of, in that type of situation where you just, um, you know, boundaries are not in place, where roles are begin to, uh, responsibilities are not clearly defined and expectations are not expressed. And then suddenly things are happening around you and it looks like you are being bypassed and, you know, racism is right there in your face. What they don't like is documentation. The minute they start you document to everything. So yes. Documenting everything. Whether you have a conversation with them on the phone, you make sure you go back in your email and you say and to them, oh, after this is our conversation. I, yes. Earlier yes. today, guys, right. like, don't even delete those emails. Do not don't. delete those emails. Because they do will not. come in handy. They will come mm-hmm. in handy. Mm-hmm. And so that for me, that's how I feel like I can put boundaries in place that they know not to mess with you. Yeah. They know that, oh, this girl is intelligent. She, she's she's going to play. Because the thing, they, 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 they try to act like they don't know what they're doing. Act like you don't know what you're doing, too, but you know but what you're, you're doing. doing. So talking smack about me. Like, you know what right. you're doing. You know what you're doing. Exactly. You yeah. So whatever you do, whatever conversations you're having, ensure that you're having the right Ensure that, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a paper trail for these things. Otherwise, they, it's your word against theirs. And they can speak English better than you sometimes. You know, you know the big, the big girl, with an Nigerian word. accent. Girl, yes. we, actually, we speak better English, in my opinion. But, but the thing, the, when they hear your accent, they think you're stupid or it something. Is, I know, how dare you? I know. Like, how dare you? Like, I can run circles around you. It, girl, it, it, I know, all day. <laughs> all day long. Guess what? One Every time day. I was talking to my, my, supervisor, my supervisor at work. And, you know, I said thrice. And she, the bitch was she, trying to correct me. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, she was trying to correct me. Really? Like, she's not head of, you know, double thrice and, you know, oh my God. Right. So I said to her, no, thrice is a word. Let's bring out the dictionary. So I brought it and I explained to her. I'm like, yeah, so sometimes you, you but, but to deal with, and then again, you're going to make sure that your tone, because that was one of the issues that I had. Now, when I'm excited, my voice goes out. Whether it's upset, excited, only when you're excited. <laughs> yes, only then. Right. On record, only then. <laughs> right. So, yeah, yeah. So for me, I, I I had to learn to you know you have to you have to adapt. You have to ad- adapt, but even with the adaptation, you have to make sure that you do not lose who you are and that people yes. understand clearly, whether it is stated or not, that you yes. they cannot mess with you. In that way, you're not in their faces, but you also know not to mess with you. Do you know that podcast is going mainstream and that there are many people all over the world listening to podcasts daily? For example, in the U.S. alone, one in every three persons listen to at least one podcast every month. Well, that's a lot of people. Do you also know that podcast listeners tend to be more loyal, affluent, and educated? 
Speaking of these righteous qualities, did you also know that on a monthly basis, thousands of people all over the world listen to the Mossible podcast? Hmm. Well, do you have a business, service, event, or product you would love loyal, affluent, and educated listeners to hear about? Then look no farther. To promote your services on the podcast, send an email to talk to more at mossible.com today. Or you can visit our website at www.mossible.com. That is www.mosibyl.com. Because there's yes. a paper trail, and these are things that you can use against them. If they don't like to be sued. Yeah, so, yeah that's you can find an ally advantage. at work. There's always somebody, yeah. there's, there's, there's someone that has gotten their life together, and you know that they don't mess with that person. Go meet that person. Please, can I borrow from your playbook? If you want to know what, how to mirror assertiveness. And I feel like for a lot of Christians, we feel like when we respond, we're not being Christian enough. No. No. Jesus flipped the table, you know. Yeah, he lived he did. Real house of, of, he of, of, one of them, one of the housewives flipped the table. Jesus flipped the table. He responded. Yeah. Like, you can respond, but don't react. Like, respond to issues. And that's why I told this my sister, like, you need to follow it up to the HR level, to the dean, even to the province, like, until something it. is done. Escalate it. Yeah. They, they won't expect that from you. Because right. that's what they Because they're used to taking, yeah. Dumping. Exactly. Right. You, you need to engage. God has a shocker. Every every laudable organization has an HR has HR in place. You know, engage and them the and let HR is way higher. So exactly, and engage them and let them know. You don't have to make it like a black or white issue, even though sometimes it can be that clear form of racism. Yeah. Yeah. Let them know how you feel and how that is impacting your work because they're creating a hostile environment for you. Yeah, and that even being given another person's responsibilities, if you're very compliant, you'll be taking the person's responsibilities, you'll be doing the work and then you'll be feeling resentful. Ah, see, favors and sacrifices are part of the Christian life. Enabling is not. You need to learn the yeah. difference. That you do all yes. the work and you want to get all the glory. You don't mean you're going to be more of Christ. In fact, if you already have res- res- resentment in your heart while you're doing that work, it's still a sin. You know, yeah, so don't do it. It's, it's, it's pointless. It's exactly. Pointless. Now, yeah, um, so... remember that. Sorry, difficult. Let me, let me just but... difficult. Difficult. Um, Co-workers, you can't escape that. There's always going to be somebody that just you know yeah. doesn't like you. Understand that you have only the power to change yourself. You cannot change other people. I always believe in doing good work. Like if they want to just when it comes down to it, this girl does good work. Her work is excellent, and that's why I'm just going to leave my legacy because I'm doing my work now because you, I mean you hired me to do that job, but I'm answerable to God, and I want to be a good steward of the time and the money that I'm that I'm being invested by being a part Very of this true. organization. And that's just it. You know, every other thing else, I just try my best. I try to live as peaceful as possible. If it's within my power. Now, you, some people just don't like you. They'll be very jealous of you. If you are bringing in the grants money, you are publishing. They just, it's just natural. They would, they are insecurities and their insecurities and their mentality. We just want them to target you. But that's their, their problem. I'm not going to play your game. I'm just going to keep, you know, you're going to always be behind me. That's how I see it. And so yeah, talking about talking about what you said, you know, so whatever you do, make sure you're giving excellent work. You're doing yes. well, make sure your work is excellent. Make yeah. sure that you're faultless because that way they can't hinge it to your job. So they have to hinge it onto something else. And it's glaring to everyone. Now, obviously, I'm doing my job. So what is it? What's what do you have an issue with? So yeah, so now that's how you play their game. Do your best at your job. Make sure that your deadlines, you meet your deadlines, make sure that you know when you're assigned a duty or a responsibility, make sure you carry it out to the fullest. Be an excellent person in, in yes. whatever you're doing, be excellent. That That's way they can fault your work. So it then becomes obvious to everyone that what you're dealing with here is racism, whether you know overt that is or true. and somebody's gonna speak up for you one day, like, no, I know this like see, let's just leave 
justice at the end of the day belongs in the hand of God, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But what can communicate to you is just you being a good steward of, you know, what you've right. been given. Now, let's talk about right. boundaries with yourself. And I'm going to put myself on the spot here. You know, so we've talked about boundaries as far as uh, dynamics with other people, like other players. How about internally, you know? So like food, for example, you know, I've, I have a very unhealthy boundary with food because, you know, I'm an emotional eater, which I'm trying to work through my issues. And, you know, <laughs> we overeaters tend to like, you know, want to just eat the problem away. And, you know, the comfort from food is kind of less scary than the prospect of like dealing in real relationships where boundaries will be necessary. But that's also another area of boundaries. Other areas could be also money. You know, I believe that as a Christian, and it doesn't have to apply to you, you're not a Christian, you are a steward of whatever God has given to you. And your problem with money is not because... But I think, it, it, I think yeah. I think oh, it applies yeah, to everyone. Yeah, but some people that don't believe in God, they'll be like, mm, you know. Like, your problem with money is not because of money. It's, it's, it's deeper. You are the problem with money. Like, so if your attitude is whenever you get the money, whether you are blowing it away or you're just holding on to it and not using it, to, you know, in whatever way you're supposed to use it, that's a problem right there. Another thing is time, you know. Huh? You know, like you, you just, you're, you're the, you put the pro in procrastination. And I'm talking to myself here. Or you just, you know, say yes to everything. And yeah, so by the time you, you now, you're so burnt out that you don't even have pleasure in life anymore. That's another problem. Another problem could also be our tongues, you know. Dropping F-bombs like you're in the Sahara or somewhere. Think where I'm looking at you. <laughs> 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 yeah, and I would like to hear it. So thank you, some guys. I don't. I know. But why not with me? Yeah. <laughs> it's just with you. Do you know how it makes me feel? Do you know how it makes me feel that I'm that friend that brings out the F? I don't even use that with you. I mean, I use. Okay, Girl, go ahead. Are you gonna lie on on, on live broadcast? I'm not or used to. Like? I used to. I used to a lot. You know, I used to do that a lot. But I've. Yeah. I've I don't, so I don't think it's just with you. I so what's the commonality here? Natural. But I want to bring. Um, the, but I don't like responding. You know, I've tried to hold back when before I used to like right. give it back to like. Right. I'm trying to like walk away from that because I. It feels good doing it, but afterwards it feels like oh my gosh, we've committed. I went there again, right? Yes. So for, for me, because it just explains it better. Sometimes I know, it just it does. It gets, it gets, it it gets right. the point across. Yes. Yes. It gets <laughs> the point across. <laughs> but but uh, that's that's boundaries, right? That's that's you know boundaries. Uh, we reference to our faith as, as Christians. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. and I think also sexuality. You know, for those that sex and money still goes together. And there's this book by um Paul David Tripp, Sex and Money. Yeah, you that, it. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should go read that book. And basically, your problem with sex is not because of sex; it's just you know boundary issues, even alcohol also and substance issues. Now, um, there's this dilemma that uh, which you know takes me a little bit to the how we're gonna kind of wrap this up. So you know the story already. And so let me just, for the sake of those that are listening, I don't know about it. I'm trying to like take it, strip, strip away all the identifiers as much as possible. But this is a single mom with young kids. And she's, she's, you know, she's, anyways, she found somebody, someone found her online and they, they became friends. And this person ended up moving into a house. It was supposed to be a temporary situation for one night but then it ended up being more than one night and it's so much so that this particular person the one you know with the house she's not sleeping well her kids are super stressed because this other person brought her own little kids too as well and basically the original person is tasked with you know taking care of all of the family 
So I just want to hear your thoughts on, you know, how could I even have been affected in the first place since you have like a more of a background story on the issue? So um, for me, maybe because I work in this field, I already know, but um, because what if there are five people like that in your life? What are you going to do? Put them in your house? You can't do that. There are resources for people like that. So if I were in that situation, um, that would have been my first go-to. It would not be to bring a perfect stranger into my home. A perfect stranger that I'm not even meeting under the right circumstances. Like if we're, if I met him in church, you know. Don't trust her for you to be careful. Yeah, like, I, I, I know. Let everybody go to church. The devil, the devil, the devil mm-hmm. goes to church too. He's you know, sitting there. Saying, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, in that yeah, kind I know, of I know environment, what you, you, might, mm-hmm. you might be more tempted to want to take them in because that would be the Christian to, uh, thing to do. And, and I get it. But again, this is someone that you didn't even meet in church. I would look for resources for you. You know, that's one way I, I, we can go to the library together. Matter of fact, you're not coming to my space. You are not going to find out where I live. I'm going to take you to the public library, far away from where I live. You know, because you have to, there are crazy people all around. You hear stories, just horror crazy. stories of, you know, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so you don't want to be part of statistics. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're guarding yourself. And that's just putting physical boundaries in place. You know, so that what I would have done in that situation was to look for resources for this person and not bring them, and them home. So first of all, yeah. that was And I think that sometimes home. as Christians, we kind of feel like, uh, you know, the Christianity thing is to bring the person home. No, no, like you have to put your, and I feel like the, the boundary issues you have with other people often starts with the boundary issues you have with yourself. Right. Like in that situation, and because I, I put myself in her shoes is, I know sometimes my control issues of trying to be good to everybody, I tend to go overboard in the sense that I want to be good. I want to be nice. And, you know, I let people that shouldn't be in my life in. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. How did you get in the first place? But no, I opened the door. Exactly. I opened the door. I, I, you know, flashed the smile and whipped out the pan and cooked you a fanciful meal. But you shouldn't have gotten the door in the first place. See, let's be wise as serpents. Jesus hung out with 12, 12 disciples. How about the other people that we don't even hear about? You know, yeah. even those twelve disciples, some of them like you know, they, one of them betrayed him. Exactly. Like, and then and then Peter even denied him three times. These are people that worked with him. You know, he chose those twelve yeah, people and him, still you him exactly like even the people that he met outside of disciples, he didn't put them in his inner circle. So let's be very very wise. And and sometimes the Christianity is also to I, I know in this case you know she was you know really being nice and you know brought this person in. But by the time she, I'm sure by the time she was done, she was so exhausted. Even her kids were super stressed. So let's be very right. careful what we, you know, allow. And, and then she I mean, became resentful, whether she wants to admit it or not. That's it. it was, first I, of all, it was physically stressful. It was mentally draining. And, at, and, the, and that, which it's going to lead me to, um, you know, what Pastor Kodra had said recently yeah. about. Imagine, yeah, which is the um, um, Pastor yeah. of the Covenant Nation. Right. You know, so he said something recently about, uh, you know, offense. I can't remember, you know, verbatim, of course, what he said, but the idea is if you're going to um, uh, say do something, Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you, have, you have to make sure that you're, you don't have any resentments. You have to make sure that there isn't any, any link, like you wake up and then you're wishing them evil or like, my God, not like you wish them evil expressly, but that you just want them out of your space. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying it correctly now. Uh, no, I think what you're trying to say, let me help you, because I remember what you said to me, it kind of hit me, in the sense that, why are you saying you're helping that person? If there's still resentments in your heart, why are you doing that thing that you say you're helping them with? Then right. that's the sin. Mm-hmm. Because you, you're not engaging them on a full spiritual level. Your heart is not even in there. Your spirit is like, 
grieved because they're around you and they're taking you for granted. But yeah, because you want to be like a Christian, you keep doing that. And that's right. when, you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I even said it right. <laughs> No, I don't, I don't think we're saying... But basically, why you're doing stuff for people, mm-hmm. and just to recap what you were trying to say, is why you're doing stuff for people and, and you're doing it for them because you want to, you're saying you're helping them, but your spirit is grieved while you're doing it. You're not going to get your blessing. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. You're not going to yeah. get your blessing. So until you like settle your spirit, like why am I so grieved about this? Then they don't even, that, that person, I, as a Personal opinion on the receiving end. I don't think I want to get that kind of blessing, help from you. If I know your spirit is not going to be happy giving it to me. Yeah. 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 If, if someone, if someone, for me, okay, there was a situation that I was in um, a while ago. A situation I was in. Yeah. I, I was in that situation where I was helping someone and I'd stretched myself significantly. Um, it's monetarily. I'd stretched myself significantly. And so the person, and the person didn't ask for me. So it was just out of it, you know, out of my heart, you know, that I decided to do that. So, and I guess because of the significant amount that it was, the person obviously was grateful. And then yeah. I just thought it became a pattern. So anytime mm. they, had, they had a problem, they wanted, you know, they, I'm sure when they're having the issue, when they're deciding to go on with the project, they're always thinking about me, like, oh, Binke will take care of this, Binke will do that. You know, mm. so when I noticed that, it, it created um, this of resentment within me mm, and, I, I, mm. and I quickly had to yeah I realized it for what it was and I you know had to stop I had to put boundaries in place with this person I never mm. said it expressly maybe I should have you know but I just and then I'm sure the person sensed a change because again I'm yes, not brought up with them you know I'm yeah. not brought up with this person and then I'm acting weird they are, they're calling me I'm not really answering they're texting I'm taking my time to respond because I'm just trying to put boundaries in place Mm-hmm. You know, so, and matter of fact, I think, well, actually, that's not even correct, because in the past, I've, you know, said it, and I said to the person that, look, uh, I'm, I think whatever you're going to do, God is going to have to help you with this one, because I really cannot help, you know, because, and I didn't tell the person why I was doing that, and maybe I should mm-hmm. have said, said to them that, look, I don't want to be your savior, don't see me as that, if I want to help, I mean, if I'm able, able to help, I will help, but don't now have a, have a problem and think, oh, being pissed. Gonna, gonna be there. That's another. That's another key point you just brought up. That savior complex we have sometimes. We want to save people. Yeah, and yeah. I say that because I suffer a lot from that, and you know I'm still walking through some of those issues. And even though we still want to help, we want to help people. Think about it. Why are you really, really just always quick to want to offer help all the time? Without even trying to think, am I the person to help this person, or is right. this kind of help they will need? You don't want to enable people. Like it's never that, healthy. That's to the word. That's the word. Yes. Yeah, you're gonna enable people with you just going to always take care of their needs and their wants and whatever it is that they, you know they're dealing yes. with in that moment yeah. and that comes, and that, it comes down to being accountable again being, exactly being a, a good steward or whatever it is that god has placed in your yeah. yes yeah. yes yes and i know for a lot of us that live in the abroad you know rather than engage with our family members sometimes and like deal with court issues, we just want to throw money at the problem so that way it kind of removes us away from that um, responsibility of engaging with them are we really helping the situation rather than just you know providing a form of discipline, maybe to a, a younger sibling or to a father or mom who just want to throw money at a problem. So I think those are some of the things that we all need to like think about critically and help, have, as, and have God, you know, help us, you know, through some of those things that we might be contributing to boundary issues in our lives. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that kind of wraps it up today. I, we have talked a lot, anyway. It's, it's been a fun time on the show with you. You know, talking about boundaries and some of the issues. So we explored boundaries with families, with you know spouses, with friends in the workplace, even with yeah. ourselves. And if you guys like this kind of format, you know, I, I'm trying to do this thing where we get like audience like sending questions about whatever. And you know, being clear, like, and I kind of like you know go through it. But please don't take our advice for it as a legal thing because you know we just we just. <laughs> Just, I mean, we talk about some of these issues, but if there's any way we can, oh, let, let me just put it this way. So, Bing and I are trying to do this thing once in a while where if you guys have any questions about anything whatsoever, you can send it our way. Now, we're not, we're not being really good at answering some than others, but still send it our way and, you know, we'll put our combined heads and, you know, experiences together. So to good like, heads are better than one. Better than one. And you guys are, you guys are getting four heads here because, you know, it's double the heads. You know, anyways, um, Bing, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap it up? This is time. Is- um, just um, not much really. Just to say, um, have self self respect and then have respect for others. That way, your boundaries, you know, would not be overstepped. That is so true. That is so true. And, and, and um, thanks for having me again. <laughs> oh no, no, that's that's a, um, first John. I'm going to end with first John four eighteen. And a friend, um, I immediately actually reminded me of this this week. And it's when two people are free to disagree, they are free to love. When they are not free, they live in fear and love dies. Perfect love dries out fear. Think about that. Disagreements, conflict could be just what you need to be able to restructure those boundary lines. Think about boundary lines as, as a property lines. And we hope you keep finding ways to thrive in your friendships and getting more out of your life. This has been the Merciful Podcast with Alabempe and Motolani <laughs> and signing out. <laughs> it's out. Thank you, girl. How did you... Hey listeners, this has been another episode of the Morsible Podcast. What do you think about today's episode? Do you have a question or feedback you'd love to provide? A suggestion for a future guest? We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram at Morsible or email us at talktomo at morsible.com. Your suggestion might just end up being featured on a future episode of the podcast. Cannot wait to hear back from you. Do visit our official website at www.mostible.com. That is www.mosibyl.com, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and amazing guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. Leave us a rating or review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and reaching more amazing listeners like you. We always appreciate your support. Thank you for always listening. How come I'm so afraid of people? Mostly people are quite nice people. How come I'm so in love with people? Mostly people are quite stupid people. Maybe I'm afraid someone will see right through me Cause I see right through you Maybe I'm afraid someone will see Terrified